right, John, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And uh, we've gotten wind of each other for the past few years and finally got a chance to sit down. And I uh, appreciate you for coming and sitting down. So why don't you maybe just let the listeners know like who you are and what do you do? Uh, well, thanks, Hamilton. It's cool to see your, see your space and all this stuff here. Uh, I'm John Abrahams. I'm the co-owner and creative director of JPix. Uh, we're a video marketing agency, so we do uh, our bread and butter is video, and it's really just video of all kinds. And uh, we have uh, we have a lot of just marketing experience kind of within our staff, so we definitely kind of uh, cater to those um, businesses and people who also just want a little bit more than just uh, you know here's a script, go ahead and produce this video. A lot of times we get brought in earlier on to help develop concepts, scripts, um, and then see it all the way through execution and deliverable. Where is this going to go? How can we help get this message out further rather than just giving you like a, a finished file? Um, so that's, that's kind of JPix. I mean, we've been around for six years now as kind of a full-time shop. Uh, we started out as just uh, me and my wife out of my house uh, for several years uh, and a couple of really talented individuals that kind of we work with. And now fast forward, 2020, uh, we got our own space. Uh, we're about 10, 10 staff strong. We work with a lot of really talented individuals who are just also in production around us because even um, sometimes we'll get called upon to just do some some really kind of crazy coverage, whether it's like Harbor Fest where I think there was like 15 or 16 of us running around uh, trying to capture that whole weekend. Um, or whether it's, you know, putting together like a, a car crash scene and, and making it look realistic and, and coordinating all the people and the firefighters and the police and the paramedics uh, to be involved in something like that. Um, but it's uh, it's really it's it's a fun challenge every day. We 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 see new people and uh, work with different clients and have different stories to share uh, every day. And that's that's probably some of the best part of it all. Amazing. What were you like, kind of growing up? Were you always like doing film and video? Yeah. Like so. Yeah. Um, great question. I think um, when I was like ten, I remember my dad had bought like this giant VHS tape camera recorder. And so I remember running around following my dad on a golf course and my mom, they were playing golf. My dad was teaching my mom golf and I followed him around for hours just trying to find the ball, follow the ball and all this. So if you're a 10 year old kid using a giant VHS camcorder trying to follow a golf ball on a golf course, it was, it was like, it was horrible. <laughs> um, but something about it, I just remember like, I remember going back and like watching the footage over and over. I was like, oh man, that was kind of cool. Um, and I was really lucky in high school, uh, several of my teachers, like shout out to Dr. Carter in English, they said, I asked like, hey, can I make a video instead of doing a report? And they said, yeah, if you know this, this is about kind of like, you know, uh, the Vietnam War, sure, go ahead. Or this is about Huckleberry Finn, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and see if you can do like some kind of video report. And uh, looking back, I mean, it was, it was amazing because then I'm just getting all my friends together and what, it just seemed like completely you know, playtime as far as like coming up with ideas and scripts and filming and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and I'm doing that instead of like what everyone else is doing, which is like, you know, rifling through research <laughs> and writing and editing and all this kind of stuff, editing their paper. And uh, I really give her credit for like seeing kind of that passion early on and allowing us to kind of use video as a way um, to kind of like express ourselves. And that went all the way even into college. I went to the University of Missouri and I was in their photojournalism uh, school. And at the time, it was all stills. And actually, the time I was there, they, they were uh, transitioning from film to digital, uh, like right smack in the middle of it. So I started as a freshman in the dark room doing all this stuff. And by the end, they're handing us all uh, digital cameras and we're running out and creating that whole workflow. 
uh, for like the daily paper and stuff. And, but even then I had professors who, you know, this is the photo essay assignment. So you need to follow somebody and, and take a bunch of stills. And I asked like, is it cool if I do a video instead of stills? And um, so with all the training of video and photo storytelling and photo essays, I was incorporating all that into video. And, um, and you know, I think uh, just, just by going through the motions of being able to do that, uh, I was able to kind of explore this new world and essentially kind of start, jumpstart a curriculum at the University of Missouri. I know now they definitely are teaching video as part of their uh, photojournalism content because like every, if you're a reporter now and if you're not also filming some video wherever you are, then, um, then you know, your editor's like, well, what's the deal? I need some visuals. Um, but it, that was that was really cool. And then so at the time I worked at Blockbuster Video. That was also like perfect. Blockbuster Video. Um, I haven't so, heard that name in a while. I know. I think I heard there was like maybe still like one up in Alaska, Alaska or, something or something like that <laughs> where they don't have like good Wi-Fi or good net internet. Oh, wow. But uh, yeah, so I was like definitely like taking in five or six movies a week because uh, you get them, you know, before they even come out and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then in college, I was also doing film studies, you know, doing some film theory and, and just hanging around. Even though I was in photojournalism, I was hanging out with all the communications kids because they were the ones that were renting cameras and, and getting in the new studio and doing all their kind of thing. Hmm. So it was like this is just this amazing uh, world where I kind of just was able to combine photo, video, communications. Um, and uh, I moved, we, my wife and I uh, moved to Toronto right out of college. At the time, we're boyfriend girlfriend. Yeah. Um, but Toronto's an amazing city. I don't know if you had the chance to. to I have been there. to Toronto. It is an amazing city. It's there's, one a, of, there's a great film festival there. At, right? Oh yeah, Toronto Film Festival uh, in the fall is like it's it's probably one of the renowned ones at least in North America, and so like Chicago and Toronto like are probably are my two favorite cities uh, in North America, but they have a thriving film community, and so for like two years, that's all I was just. We were living on poverty level, but I was just getting my hands on any, getting, getting on any kind of film set I could, uh, whether it's taking stills, whether it was being DP. So and there freelance, was some, you just moved up oh, there yeah. and just were like yep. working it. How um, were you getting in the door to be able to do that? Did you lean on I started with, to get some of these intros or were you yeah. like... I started with my portfolio coming out of college, so it wasn't much. I mean, looking back, I'm like, man, like I'm just like filming a bunch of my friends and that's my portfolio. Um, but it was enough to get me in some work, and and you know, like I said, I was working for pretty cheap on a lot of these film sets, and sometimes I'd be holding like I'm holding the boom the boom mic. That's not like anything that I'm trying to do, but at the same time, I'm, now I'm on a set for you know three or four weeks straight, and I'm also seeing how the director of photography is working with the director. I'm seeing the art direct, you know, the set design and all that kind of coming together, and it was just really, it was just I mean, it just like I, I loved every minute of it. I remember. Uh, for several days in a in a row, we were like starting at midnight and just filming under you know through the through the night, and I remember taking the subway downtown at midnight and just like walking into like a giant you know high rise building where we were filming. I was like, oh man, this is the life! Like I just feel, <laughs> felt so exciting, and I was just holding the boom pole at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then that was two years. Uh, we kind of, my wife and I really just kind of thought. We didn't really want to go to Missouri at the time. A lot of our friends were not like doing great uh, with trying to find jobs where they wanted. So it's like, you know, I'm not going to go back to Blockbuster after experiencing all this in Toronto. Um, so we, we really just kind of picked, picked a place on the map and ended up being Virginia Beach. Um, and we moved down here. No job or anything like that lined up. But within a couple of months, I got really fortunate and got lined up with an ad agency on the East Coast in Virginia Beach. And uh, that was my first introduction into like 
true advertising and marketing. And what was that agency and what were you doing there when you first got there? So I was hired at O'Brien et al. Advertising and I was brought in initially as, as really a photographer. Um, they had a lot of... They still uh, operating? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, yep. And they do a lot of great work over there. Um, and they, they really just needed a photographer to get them through a lot of the, their catalog photography that they needed. Um, and I think, I want to say within, it happened to be right at a time where they were also transitioning from Quark, the design program, into Adobe InDesign. And like they were just, they were making this big transformation. And I had a little bit of experience um, just because that was all, that's what I was doing in photojournalism school and all that kind of stuff. So I was able to pick that up pretty quick. So pretty quickly I was already kind of helping out with some of the design department. Um, but then they realized I had some video background. And so uh, immediately started doing a lot of in-house video stuff for clients and for pitches and stuff like that. Um, and then it kind of like built on from there. And within a year or two, uh, we had like a, an in-house video department with producers and ended up hiring a couple people over there. And so uh, I was there for almost 10 years. Um, and when I left, uh, it was the director of the video department. And we had three or four people full time that were kind of like running, running that thing. And they had uh, they had a lot of great inter international clients uh, that we were doing that we were doing work for. How did you know it was time to leave? So I think um, it kind of there. I there. Let me take a step back. There was um, always on the side. There's a there. There's this like passion to just kind of like have fun with the visuals, with the photo, with the video, and all that. So you see it all the time, and it's really cool, especially when you go out to like Neon Fest and all this stuff and you're like, oh man, look what these people are doing with their craft and, and this and that. And so like, you know, when you're working like a nine to five and uh, you, you know, it's, it's a matter of like, oh man, you have the energy to kind of do it afterwards and to do it at night or to do it on the weekends. And so, I mean, for five, six, seven years, I mean, yeah, that's what we were doing. We were making short films on the side and doing a photo shoot over here or doing, I think I did probably film like 20 or 30 weddings a year for like a, a number of years right there in the middle of that. And I look back and that's just the, that's really the time period where I was like kind of honing the craft. Okay, hold on. <laughs> 20, 30 weddings a year. Yeah, I mean like, you That's know, like there's... more than like a full time like person that does it. That's how passionate, I think that's a really important. And part. I really enjoy it. A lot of people get burned out with weddings. Yeah. Um, but like there's, there's. That's like two or three a month. Yeah, I mean, usually there's not a whole lot in the winter, but like once that spring, summer, fall it's hits, it's just back. pretty much like almost every single weekend. I like it. Um, and I, I, I know why you're successful. <laughs> so, it, but it's that it's that that's probably one of the those tips that like I give people is like, man, it's just like the hours, like put in the time, put in the work. If you've already got, the, you know, a little bit of an inkling of like a passion, you can do it. You add like a thousand hours of experience to that, and all of a sudden, you, you know, where are you going to be? Yes. And so. Um, what happened though is that uh, in 2010, 2011, we ended up doing really well with this thing called the 48 hour film project locally. It's this film competition, you got 40 hours to make a film. Um, what you do is you, you have it at all these cities around the world and if you win, then you go onto the international stage and compete there with that same film. So we won it twice here in Hampton Roads, back to back. And that second time we went to uh, the international stage and we won the grand prize for international. And at that point, they... they, they what was the prize? Uh, so they, they, they screened our film at the Cannes Film Festival. Um, they, I think there was like a small cash prize. I don't think, looking back, I, I don't think it was like anything to like be like, oh my God, my life's changed. But it probably, probably enough to pay for the flight and everything. And exactly, all of a sudden you're just thrust in front of Cannes Film Festival and their film market. And, and you're talking to people who work at Pixar, talking to people who are you know, like everyone's for, coming for down. For listeners uh, and myself... 
how does that world work? How does Cannes Film Festival work? You you have a film, it's it's seen uh, traditionally. Is it, do you pay to get it in, or is it something that you just have to be selected? There's a lot of there's a lot of ways. And, and how does the film kind of go from like, okay, this is a film I'm submitting to like it being picked up, yeah, and sold or packaged in a different format? Is it only film? Like kind of set the whole thing yeah. up so I'll start by saying I am no expert in, <laughs> in distributing any kind of film okay. at all uh, and going in I mean this is again something we did on the side making these short films and everything like that and so it was honestly just eye popping and eye opening just to even first under, to, to see what was happening there are a lot of ways to get and this was also now seven eight years ago so I think that was before Netflix was doing their thing and all this kind of stuff so I feel like things have even changed since then um, but there are there are many ways to do it. a lot of people like it's like a film festival I think um, is a big part of it so a lot of people are making short films they're trying to get it into the festival to screen a lot of people are making feature films trying to get it into the festival to screen and uh, a lot of people put their heart and soul years and years of work into getting a product and they hope to get it screened. We are fortunate because um, the, 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 you know, the organizers of the Cannes Film Festival knew the 48-hour project was essentially holding international contests. And if you've got thousands and thousands of short films being made and you've got grand, a grand prize winner, you're automatically going to be good enough to, to be screened in here. So we kind of got like a fast track to be automatically screened at the Cannes Film Festival, which was pretty cool. Um, and then there's the, and then like the gamut of, of the types of films there are just all over the place. You've got some students who are able to like do something that's amazing and it's two minutes and experimental maybe and you're like, wow, that's really cool. And then you've also got, I mean, Hollywood. You've got people throwing millions and millions of dollars into features um, trying to get screened just for publicity and exposure and all like that. Another cool thing though is the film market and that's part, that kind of goes parallel with the film festival and that's where you've got I mean, we talked about pop-up shops. You got imagine hundreds of pop-up uh, spaces and booths of just different films, different ideas, different features, different series, pitching to potential producers, buyers, even crew and directors. Um, you've got, of course, all the gear and the technology. You got at the time, you know, all these new streaming services were coming out. So it's just like an amazing. It's just again, it was eye-opening in that wow, like what we were doing for fun on the side. Like there's obviously this giant industry. And all of it seems really exciting. Um, and it, honestly, it was, a, it, was, it was a little overwhelming. It's like, what do we even do from here? Um, immediately after that, uh, the Cannes Film Festival and that, and that win with the 48 Hour, um, it kind of, uh, there was a chain of events where we, we were like, we got to keep doing this. So we kept doing short films and we kept doing really well, like nationally. We were getting uh, to be finalists in, you know, like screenings up in New York and, and some online stuff, uh, like Producers Guild in Los Angeles. And so... It was right around that year we're like, all right, so like, let's take a step back. We're, maybe this isn't something we should only do on the side. You know, this is, we should probably like be focusing, like, how do we make this kind of the thing? And meanwhile, I really enjoyed my nine to five job at that age. I can't, I can't say there was any one thing about it. I was like, this is terrible. I got to get out of here. But it was this draw of what else that was happening on my free time um, that was like, wow. I mean, and of course, we're running into people, networking, they're all, and they're all like, like, you're not even doing this, like, as your main thing like this should be your main thing and so like it kind of like you know kicked us in the butt and was like yeah like get, get it together and so in uh in 2013 finally my daughter was being born 
and it was kind of like, you know what, there's not, there's, it's, it's never going to be like this perfect time, let me just go ahead and just make the cut right here. Um, I gave him plenty of time in advance notice because, um, you know, that um, I, I really like the way they, they run, run things over at O'Brien and I, I didn't want to just like, you know, like piece them out. So I kind of did as much as I could to kind of make sure they were in a good place. And right from the get-go, we talked about, you know, Pam Katindig with Maverick Marketing. She was one of the first to reach out and be like, John, like, what are you doing? Can you help us out with this or that? And um, I brought over like a bunch of, you know, friends that I've been working with, like Jessa and Nate. And um, they were pretty much working out of our house. We're like, all right, well, what do we got to work on this week? And, uh, you know, little by little, just kind of building up the building up the client base. And it's kind of one of those things, I think, probably a lot like, like you're seeing. Like, people see the product, they see mm-hmm. you, and they're like, this is something that, like, it's, it's good stuff. I want more of it. And we've been entirely word of mouth. I mean, that's probably been one of our biggest weaknesses. We haven't really uh, done a really great job of getting, getting uh, all the way, like, you know, completely... Uh, in in into all the cracks uh, of where we could be, but this is a really weird way to say it. We haven't we, have, we haven't <laughs> no, expanded the place where we, we probably should have, but it's all been very uh, uh, just um, reactionary, and that's what's actually really exciting. Uh, we are I think we're we're at the point where we're like we need to be uh, more decisive and more strategic with what we want to do with it, and um, that's kind of where we are right now. It's just kind of this this really interesting growing transition phase with JPEX. So what do you enjoy most in terms of work? Do you enjoy the short film format more? Do you like TV commercials? Do you like a recap? Do you like a wedding? Do you like mm-hmm. uh, Instagram story video? Like what type of stuff do you really like doing? We, um, I really like, I'm very intimidated by a long form. We'll say okay. that. If it's, if it's going like hours and hours, um, I think I probably maybe don't have like the right attention span to, it's one thing to watch something that's a couple hours and it's another thing to like make something that's a couple of hours because now you're talking probably weeks and weeks and if not months or years. Uh, we did this, um, this really cool uh, thing with the Virginia Beach Police Department a couple of years ago where it was a 10 part series of their, uh, of their new recruits and like going through boot camp and all that kind of stuff. And it was, I mean, it was really cool, but that's, that's like six months of just, you know, and I wasn't even kind of doing the lead editing, I was just kind of reviewing and, and, and that was a lot. So to answer your question, short form, I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's so much out there that's now even like 10 seconds, 15, 20 seconds. That feels like a little too short. I feel like you can only make so much, but I feel like our sweet spot is really, uh, you know, in that couple minute range where we have enough time to like get someone's attention to kind of hook them in a little bit and kind of one of the JPEG signature marks on the works that we're most proud of is the ability to kind of make some kind of emotional connection, uh, whether it's a feel good or whether it's like a, like, oh damn, like that's pretty, that's going to make me think a little bit. Um, I don't want to say like we pride ourselves in being able to like get people to maybe like water up or something. Um, but you know, like when it's for a good cause, I think that's especially uh, rewarding uh, when it, when the message is calling for it. Uh, and we feel like we're, we're delivering something that's, that's making the world a better place. Um, I think that's, that's pretty awesome. So that's kind of our sweet spot. In the meantime, we're also really good at event coverage. We're really good at uh, dropping ourselves into the middle of like a festival or whatever and just coming out the next day with an edit that's ready to go you know, uh, to the masses. Um, and, uh, and then there's just everything in between. That's our strength and it's our weakness. Right now we're so diverse in the kind of products that we're doing, the kind of videos that we're doing. We're even doing a lot of 360 stuff that's like kind of 
uh, immersive. We're also doing uh, live streaming uh, with like multicam and graphics and all that. I expect you to come media. in with a camera like um, on your hand or something. I probably should have. <laughs> I probably should have. And, um, uh, and so that's, that's, exci- that's exciting new territory. I mean, that there's different ways to tell stories and we're, we're going to definitely be kind of on that, on that leading edge. And uh, at, least, at least regionally, I don't think a whole lot of people are kind of venturing into that. Um, and I just think it's fun. So we, uh, we, we continue to do that. In fact, right down the, right down the hall, they did a mural uh, last fall. Um, they do, I mean, they're doing a lot of cool stuff here at MacArthur Center, but we did this really cool 360 time lapse where we just put up the camera for several cameras for a couple of days and was able to see not only the murals go up, but then like you're able to look around and you see like the sun cascading through the skylights over the course of the day and the crowds moving through. Super and, cool. Um, yeah, so like I said, the, the weakness part of it is that we're not focusing on just one particular thing, but the strength is that right now at least we're kind of catering to, to really anybody who's kind of coming to us and has an idea or maybe doesn't have an idea and wants to you know, possibly have any possible execution at their disposal. We can head up. How's the team structured? I know you say you have about ten people working. Mm-hmm. Who was like your first hire, and like what were they doing? And then sure. how did you like decide on who you're going to hire next? Um, so our first hire, and it took a lot of like you know like I don't know the first hire is always like kind of a big deal. Like oh my gosh, like now someone's on the books, and like you're paying them every you know like you know paycheck and all that. But our <laughs> first uh, hire was actually our uh, our first intern, um, and Chandler, who's out in uh, California right now. But um, we had we'd probably been in business two or three years already, and so he was kind of our, our first hire. Uh, about a year later, we made our second hire, and these were all pretty much uh, like creative folks, like Got people it. who can shoot and edit. Yep. Um, and then about uh, almost, almost three years ago, uh, we picked up our first kind of true kind of account executive slash producer type. Um, and in the meantime, they uh, run the show. They make sure things happen. Talk to the client. Uh, they've got the experience. They had a lot of agency experience. Um, and well, I mean, and his name is Glenn. And, and even uh, before that, Heidi, who is a producer from the West Coast, um, who's been, again bringing 15, 20 years of just big time production. I mean, national type productions. So we have like this uh, this wealth of just like here's how it works in the world, here's what we need to know. They can look at a call sheet or they can look at an estimate and you know, within seconds like pick it apart and be like, no, we need to do this or hey, we need to make sure we're feeding the client on this one or this or that. Um, so that was, that was definitely a step uh, of growth because now we're not just churning out videos with the people behind the camera, we're also grabbing the people uh, around us that, that, uh, that help produce it and help, help, and help talk to the client and all that kind of stuff. And so we've been, we've been averaging about uh, one to two people adding to the team a year now for the last three years. Um, and so now we, we just brought in Jess, an office manager, who's just organized the whole place like you wouldn't believe. I mean, it's kind of scary to think <coughs> what it was like before she had I mean, it. It was just basically like, I don't want to say it was a frat house, but I get you it. could easily say it was. Um, but then now all of a sudden we've got you know, schedules and due dates and everything is on the, everybody's on the same page. And then we just we keep on uh, growing our creative department as well, just because, um, especially when that spring summer hits, we may be we may be split three or four different crews, we may be in completely different states, um, so that's why I say we also work with this really talented network of freelancers in the area, um, uh, and there's I mean there's some there's some really amazing people. How do you find the freelancers, or is it just a result of you being in this world for sixteen plus years? It started mostly as people we knew, but. Um, and a lot of times it would be like, hey, man, like, if you've helped me on a film, like, 
you're cool enough to like for free like give your time like let's see what you can do on the business side and all that kind of stuff um, now it has been more and more trending to like more traditional like come in for an interview we'll try you guys out and all that kind of stuff uh, we put a lot of emphasis on just the people that we that we bring in and it's got to be it's got to be the right fit uh, we're definitely not a typical structure of probably any production house or agency uh, that's out there in that I want to say it's 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 a pretty lax chill environment but at the same time everyone has really good discipline and is able to also like get the work done uh, without someone just on top of them um, you know like uh, tell them to do this or that every single minute and so um, someone's got to be able to be focused but at the same time be able to let loose and know that you know sometimes we're, we're filming all the way to midnight and sometimes we're traveling to another country and sometimes uh, you might be editing like nonstop to get something to deadline but at the same time we, we try to balance that out with uh, making sure that we we take the time and able to breathe and relax when 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 you know when we when we can, and um, and so people peop, bringing people on is very important. We can't just willy nilly like well if you look talented let's try you out because it's just like any uh, competitive team. But football or I mean shout out to my Kansas City Chiefs they just won the Super Bowl. But let's just take football for example. You you put a bad seed or two in there and the whole team can crumble. And so, uh, culture. So every every single uh, every single person, Tevi and my wife does. She's the co-owner. She's the majority owner, and she um, we we kind of tease her because she she'll call all the references, not just the you know number one <laughs> or number two, and um, she'll be picking apart and and surprising or not, we found some people completely have just made up resumes. Um, we have hired people from out of town, um, so that's the thing. Like you want to trust them, but you start calling some peeps from some place on the resumes and they never even heard of the guy mm. you know that's that's kind of some scary stuff going on makes so. sense would you say you do more like municipal business or do you do more commercial business um it's honestly it's very split up we do we do a healthy amount of government work um some of my proudest projects have been with the virginia department of health also with evms uh, we did this uh this booster safety video that really uh that went viral got Tens, tens of millions of views, um, and really went nationwide. And it was really as simple as like, hey, if your kid isn't uh, a certain height, like they should be in a booster seat still. And it's uh, it's just, it's just not something that everybody everybody know, knew, knows about, even the people that we're working with. Um, but then we also do, uh, I think, by the nature of just our abilities to do do quick and to get in, we do probably a third of our works about event coverage and and showcasing Neptune Festival, right, Harbor Fest, um, you name it, kind of up and down the area. Um, if it's a if neon fest, um, if it's cool, like, and we can be a part of it, like, we'll do our best to kind of like, you know, show the world uh, what a great event it is. And I think our clients in that arena love us because we're 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 kind of like the easy button. A lot of mm-hmm. a lot of people say um, there's not a lot of like we're not like bogging it down with a lot of meetings and all this kind of stuff. We get in, we do our research, we talk to you, of course, but it's it's. Um, we come in and we know we know how to get the job done yeah. and we do it. I mean, we're, we're very experience. autonomous that way, and we're not trying to have someone handhold us around the whole time. Like we get out and we 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 assume it's kind of our event and we treat it like we're going to do everything we can to kind of show it in its best light. Um, and then a third of it is probably more of the commercial stuff, the businesses who are wanting to make sure people know about what they sell or a nonprofit that needs to you know uh, maybe raise their donations because people don't know about all the good work that they're doing. Um, so, uh, it's again, it's all across the board, but I do really like the narrative stuff and the stuff where we have the chance to kind of craft a message, whether that's through people's own words or whether that's kind of through something that's more scripted. Um, 
one thing that we're really good at is also just uh, making everyday people just look, you know, like a super like a super superhero in terms of what they do, how they speak, and all that kind of stuff. Uh, even if you're not comfortable, I mean, you got on camera and you did your thing, and it looked like, oh man, he knew exactly it. what to say and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, you um, made it easy. But, <laughs> but uh, a lot of people don't like speaking to camera. They don't like speaking to people. But it's a matter of kind of uh, working with them, and it's kind of. I take the same approach as like as I'm taking a headshot. It's like uh, I've seen some photographers where it's like their subject comes into the studio and you're like flash, 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 and if you didn't give the photographer your best smile, like that's kind of your fault. Like you knew you knew the photo was being taken, so it's like you know next. But I definitely have this kind of thing where it's like, man, if I don't get like something that feels like natural and a smile to me, like that's on me. Like that means you're not comfortable. That means I'm not doing my job. So I feel like we have a, a very similar approach on video. If you're talking to camera, like it's. Part of it is just like, hey, this is cool. Don't worry about it. We're just talking this, or, and of course, every single venue is a little bit different. Uh, but then also just showing like the the everyday stuff in an extraordinary light. I think we do that really well, and um, that's that's one reason why people kind of keep coming back to us. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, this has been great. I, I really appreciate you for sharing your experience. Um, where can the listeners follow you? Where can they connect with you? Yeah. Uh, well, jpix.com, J-P-I-X-X dot com is the place where. Um, you'll be able to see all of our work. Uh, we're actually launching a new website any given day now. We've already kind of got the beta ones up. You do the website in house, or you get someone to make? We it do the you? website in house. Yeah, cool. some of our uh, some of our kind of network of people uh, are able to do it. And it's really it's really cool. It's not some like template that just drops in a bunch of stuff. There's a lot of really crazy custom stuff going on. Probably too much <laughs> than we should. Um, but there you'll be able to see all of our work, kind of categorized by you know government or branding or event. Or documentary and all that kind of stuff. Um, and so jpix.com, we're also, of course, on Facebook and Instagram. Not such a Twitter user. Um, and I haven't gotten in TikTok yet. But, uh, but yeah, that's the kind of thing. My name is John Abrahams. Uh, you know, there's links to email all of us and stuff on there. But honestly, we're looking to collaborate, make connections with people, and, uh, you know, help them out any way we can, big or small. Fantastic. Thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, man. Thanks.